This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. All right, what's up, everybody? Good to see everyone today. Good to be here preaching the word to you. I hope you're ready. Hope you're ready to grow. Hope you're poised and ready in your heart, your soul, your mind to grow in your walk with God because that's what this is all about. We are literally in the middle of our series, Grace for Grown Folk. Look at somebody next to you. Tell them, I am fitting to grow. Perfect. All right. I love class participation and uh, you're going to grow today and in, in some areas and that is my prayer in my heart today. And so, um, Let's dive into the word. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 24, uh, verse 16, I'm going to pray and we will dive into this. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for using, uh, Lord, uh, your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is a tool to uh, change us. Your word is a tool to transform us. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit breathes on what we read and breathes on what we say, Father, so we can be changed and transformed and grow in the knowledge of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Okay, here we go. We're in the middle of this. Grace for grown folks. Uh, I'm going to meet you there in a second, but Acts 24, verse 16. Okay, and today we're going to talk about dealing with offense, okay? Dealing with offense, dealing with bitterness, dealing with unforgiveness, okay? And so if we want to just look at God, look at his heart, and look at his plan, and look at his purpose, it is all about relationship, okay? Everything God does points to relationship. He sent his son so we could be his sons, right? It was all about reconciliation is a relational word. So he reconciled us to himself through the cross. The cross is all about God's desire to have a relationship with us. And sin had to be dealt with for that to happen. Is that right? The two greatest commandments are relational. If you look at the 10 commandments, they all have to do with one of two things, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. So I just wanted to kind of lay that out there as a foundation as we dive into this um, uh, in dealing with offense um, and in dealing with unforgiveness and bitterness. It's, it's, it's all um, designed by the devil, offense, unforgiveness, and bitterness to separate us from God and to separate us from people. Why? Because God's heart is that we are reconciled, that we are in harmonious relationship with God and with other people, okay? Two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, relationship. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, relationship. Somebody say with me, it's all about relationship. Say it one more time, it's all about relationship, okay? So in dealing with offense, there's three things we're gonna cover today. 
Okay, hope you're taking notes. I hope hope you're ready to get something out of this today, okay? Because I wanna I wanna give you something to chew on. I wanna give you something to digest. I wanna give you something that you could kind of take beyond this moment of hearing this word and actually work this stuff out, get up in the word and work it out and deal with it. But here we go. Um, here we're gonna answer these questions. How do I properly deal with offense when I'm the one that's offended? Okay, how do I properly how do I properly deal with an offense when I'm the one that's offended? Because they will come and it happens to everyone. You aren't the only one that has been offended. You aren't the only one that will have opportunity to be offended. It happens to everyone. Second question we're gonna answer. How do I reconcile a relationship when I've offended somebody, okay? Now, we all offend people one way or another. We have done it, we just did it, or we're gonna do it. Whether you consciously do it or not, it happens. Why? Because even if you don't intentionally offend somebody, somebody will be offended by you at some point. It's going to happen. It's just the Bible says that offenses will come. So how do we deal with it? How do we reconcile a relationship when we're the one that did it? Okay? Whether we realize it or not, how do I deal with that? Third question we're going to answer. How do I help someone that is offended by somebody else? You know, that is going to happen too. Somebody's going to come to you and they're going to talk about how so-and-so hurt their feelings. And um, how do you deal with that when you got somebody come to you with an offense? It has nothing to do with you. You're just a trusted third party, right? So how do you navigate that? Okay, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, I hope this is going to help you. Come on, we're talking about grace for grown folk. And if we want to grow, we got to learn how to deal with offense. It's going to happen. It is happening. You might literally be offended right now. You potentially could be in a state of offense right now. And I'm, I'm going to give you some tools on how to deal with that, how to navigate that. All right, so Acts chapter 24, verse 16. This is the apostle Paul talking. He was before the governor Felix. The Jews said to the, the, the governing authorities, talking about Paul, to it, with him in the room, they were like, this man is a plague. He was, he was being accused for sedition, which means to, he, he's accused for stirring up a riot. And he was, had an opportunity to be offended right there. He had a people, religious people, his people. I mean, he was a Jew. He was, he was a Pharisee back in the day, right? So he's a believer now and he's got his people talking about man. This, this man, he literally called him a plague to, his, to somebody else while he's in the room. So somebody say opportunity for offense. Here it is. But this is how he responded. Acts 24, verse 16. It says, this being so, this is Paul talking now, after they accused him, after he has to kind of give his defense, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense um, toward God and man. I'm gonna read it again. Here it is. This is what we're gonna talk about. This is grace for grown folk that you're gonna choose right here that uh, this being, being so, I myself, I myself, I myself, I myself, not, he didn't sit there and go, I can't believe these people talking about me. You know, uh, you know he, he, he had opportunity to be offended, but he said, I myself always, this is a lifestyle, always, strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and man. This is maturity right here. And this is my first point, is the enemy, the enemy's goal is to divide us, to divide us. 
Uh, that's what happened in the, in the garden. Um, Adam and Eve sinned. Adam hid. That was the devil's ploy. Separate humanity from God. Separate uh, brothers and sisters from one another. And the tool he uses, the ploy, the scheme he uses, the device he uses is offense. But Apostle Paul said, I'm gonna read it one more time. Acts 24, 16. This being so, I myself always, always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and man. What does that word strive mean? It means exercise. It means I exercise myself to have a conscience clean. I exercise myself. I put effort behind this that I'm gonna have a clean conscience. I'm not gonna harbor bitterness, unforgiveness, or resentment toward God or man. It means to train. It means to endeavor. It means to do my best. What he was saying was, I myself, I'm, gonna, I'm doing my best to have a clear and clean conscience, free of offense toward God and man, okay? Um, and we need God's presence, we need his word, and we need his people to stay free from offense. And I love this because it's, people are part of the process, okay? People are part of the process to stay free from offense. And we're, we're gonna look at this. Some people, they get offended by people so they, so they create a lifestyle to avoid real, authentic, vulnerable relationships, healthy relationships. And they say, oh, you know, and then they, they have a faith in God, but they've missed a part that part of your healing and wholeness and part of your freedom from offense is going to have to involve people in it. Okay, so, so here it is. I'm gonna give you two points right back to back and just read some of my notes here. But here, this is it. I strive, I train. That's what he said. I strive, I train, I exercise. So what is he saying there? You have to, here it is, my second point. You have to fight for your freedom. You have to, you have to fight. You have to exercise. You have to apply yourself. And you have to fight for your relationships. It's both, okay? I'm gonna say them again. Point two and point three right here. You gotta fight for your freedom. Okay, you gotta fight for your freedom and you have to fight for your relationships. Don't give up on people because of a bad experience with a person. Don't give up on people because of your bad experience with one person. Don't give up on church because a bad experience you had with someone at church. I'm gonna say it again, don't give up on church because you had a bad experience with a person at a church, all right? Don't give up on spiritual authority because of a bad experience with a pastor, right? So here it is again, you have to fight for your freedom and you have to fight for your relationships. Don't give up on someone because they've offended you or because you feel they get offended too easy. <laughs> Don't give up on a person because they've offended you. And don't give up on a person because you feel like they're offended too easily. Okay? Um, that is what the devil wants, okay? So once again, the devil, the enemy, Satan himself, his goal is to divide us. 
You got to fight for your freedom to stay free from offense. And you have to fight for your relationships. All right. I strive. I strive. We have to strive always to have a conscience without offense towards God and man. All right. So Luke chapter 17, verse one, I'm going to read to verse four. And this is Jesus talking about offense. Then he said to the disciples, look at this. This is the reality of life. It is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. All right. That's how serious offense is. That is how dark it is. Okay than that he should offend one of these little ones. All right, that, that's Jesus talking. God hates the sin of offense and unforgiveness and bitterness and division. God hates it. He said it's better if this person had a millstone hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. That is very graphic and very extreme language to parallel somebody offending an innocent child, okay? Serious stuff here, right? Verse three, take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. I'm gonna read it again. Here we go. This is it. This is powerful. Luke chapter 17, verse three. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repent, and if he repents, forgive him. Verse four, and if he sins against you seven times in a day, don't give up. And seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. What is the point that we continue to forgive? And verse three, take heed to yourselves. He's talking to the one that's offended. He's saying, if you're offended, you're accountable to deal with it the right way. As a brother, as a sister in Christ, as a Christ follower, as a Jesus follower, as a Christian, as one that says, I am a Christ follower, you will get offended by somebody. You will be offended. It will happen. There will be opportunity for offense. You as a Christ follower are accountable to deal with it in a healthy, mature, and right way, okay? And it says, take heed to yourselves. We gotta check ourselves. Lord, is there any offense in me? You know, Lord, is there any unforgiveness in me? Lord, is there anything I'm harboring? Is there anything I am doing? Is there something I have done and shifted the, the approach of even my life and relationships simply because I refuse to deal with an offense in my soul, okay? Whether it happened today, this morning, five minutes ago, or five years ago, that offense, you are accountable to deal with it the right way. And the number one way you're going to deal with it is to forgive. I forgive. I forgive. You got to do it by faith. Lord, I forgive. Call their name out before God. Say, God, I forgive them. Just as I have been forgiven, I forgive. Just as I have received mercy, I give mercy. Freely you have received, freely you give. Offense is a reality of the human experience. You must learn to deal with it in a healthy way or you will not grow in your faith. I'm going to say it again. Offense is a part of the human experience um, and um, you are accountable to deal with it in a healthy way or you will not grow, okay? You will not grow. The Bible says, I know this is some, God is very serious about unforgiveness to the point to where the Bible says that if you do not forgive your brother, if you do not forgive others, 
He will not forgive you. And there's a context in there when he's talking about how unforgiveness and then uh, it opens the door to tormentors. And so if people are in church and doing church things and around Christian people, they have not dealt with offense and they deal with torment. Why? Because they have not forgiven. It opens the door to, to the devil and, 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 it, and it separates that. So God isn't like, oh, you can't forgive. I'm not gonna forgive you. No, it is an open door. It is a sin and it separates us from God. It separates us to such a degree that God says, I literally, you, for lack of a better term, you literally tie the hands of God to forgive you when you hold bitterness in your heart and unforgiveness. The Bible says it. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. It is a spiritual law. The wages of sin is death and the wages of unforgiveness and bitterness and offense separate you from God. It separates you from your relationship with God. God desires a relationship with you. He desires to come after you. He desires to give you his grace, but he resists the proud. He cannot operate in the heart and life of a person that refuses to forgive others, all right? We're, here's my next point here. We're accountable to forgive. We are accountable to forgive. We, I'm gonna say it again, we are accountable to forgive, all right? This is something, this is part of our growth process. This is part of our mature walk. This is something that we have to do, as the Apostle Paul said, when he was um, being charged for sedition, called a plague, you know, they were they were trying to kill this man, and he said, I strive always that I may have a, fr a conscience free of offense toward God and man. All right, and I'm gonna give you the definition of the word offense, all right? And this is, is some serious stuff here, okay? So what the word offense means in the Greek, the Greek word is scandalon. It's where you get the word scandalous, okay? Or scandal, okay? And here it is, I'm gonna read it. This is the definition, this is the Greek definition of the word offense. It is the trigger of a trap, okay? The mechanism closing a trap on the unsuspecting victim. You ever watch those old Tom and Jerry cartoons, right? And there's always like this, um, you know, when they're trying to catch the mouse or whatever, right? There's like this box, right? And it's lifted off the ground a little bit and there's a stick um, that is holding that box up. And then there's some sort of bait in there. And then when they go for the bait, the stick falls and the trap drops on them. So, so the stick, the bait, is offense. It's what the devil uses to trap you. That's what it is. It's a trap. Offense is a trap. The devil uses offense to trap you in bondage and in a stronghold. All right. It's the mechanism closing a trap down on the unsuspecting victim, putting a negative cause and effect relationship into motion. It's a trap. It's a curse. And too many Christ followers take the bait and they get trapped. They can't grow. They're unfruitful. They're in church. They're even maybe serving or leading in church, but they're in a spiritual trap because they have not dealt with the offense, the unforgiveness in a mature way that God has designed. So offense is a trap. It's a trap to keep you from growing. It's a trap to get you out of the grace of God and into bitterness, all right? When someone, and this is, it says a victim, okay? It says it, it, it victimizes people. Offense 
creates victims, right? And so here it is. If the narrative of somebody's life is they are constantly the victim, and they're all, their whole narrative is this person hurt me and this person hurt me and I went to this church and they hurt me and I tried to serve on this team and they hurt me and I went over here and they hurt me and they hurt me and they hurt me. What is that telling you? They are in a trap of offense. They have become the victim and they carry with them a victim mentality because they have not properly dealt with the offense and the unforgiveness. Playing the victim will not get you free from offense, okay? Um, playing the victim will keep you in the devil's trap, all right? That is the goal of the offense, to get you to play the victim and stay in bitterness of soul, all right? It, it, you know, so, so when someone is consistently the victim in, in every relationship, every context, every church they've been to, every, every relationship they've been in, every relationship, whether they're friendship relationship, whether there's um, marriages, whatever, if it's constantly they are the victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, it's heartbreaking, they're, they're hurt, but I'm telling you right now, you aren't the only one that's been offended and you don't have to live in it. And the way you deal with it, here it is, I'm gonna tell you how to deal with it. I'm gonna tell you how to deal with it. You have to be honest. That's where it starts, confession. Lord, I'm offended. Lord, I've been hurt. That's where it starts. The, Jesus said, forgive. Jesus said, forgive. Jesus was on the cross, beaten, beard plucked out of his face, thorns in his skull, um, um, you know, didn't even look human. And what did he say? What did, what, what did Jesus model on that cross? What did he say? Forgive them. He prayed for those that despitefully used him. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's what you gotta be honest. You gotta be honest. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm offended. Um, you know, I, I'm mad. I'm angry. God, that they hurt me. God, that hurt. God, that, that, that did something to me that, you know, um, and, 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 and that is where it starts. What is that doing? You are reconciling your relationship to God, saying, God, I'm hurt. God, heal me. God, this person hurt me. That's step number one, is be honest with God about the offense. So the number one way you deal with offense is you gotta talk to God about it. I, it's simple, I know. And you might say, man, there's such complexity in the offense and just they offended me and I offended them, but they first offended me and then I grew up like this and I had this issue and there's just all this stuff all entangled in why I get so sensitive about that particular issue or when somebody says something, I get it. It's, it's complex, it's messy, but it's simple to get out of. Get up out of that trap. Jesus, I'm offended. Help me. That hurt me. God heal me, right? Uh, you know, you got, you got to, you got to ask, look at here's here it is. You got to ask God to forgive you for being offended, for 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 it taking this long. Yes, Unfor You've harbored it. Why? God forgave you. You didn't forgive somebody else. Unforgiveness is a sin. Okay, just as much as the offense. Having the feelings in the moment to be hurt is not a sin, but when you harbor it, you don't. In Christ, you don't have that right. You don't have that right. You, you, you surrendered that right when you, when you met Jesus and you harbored it. It's a sin. Unforgiveness is a sin. Unforgiveness is a sin. Unforgiveness isn't humility. Unforgiveness is not 
um, is not honorable, unforgiveness and bitterness and uh, resentment and revenge are not um, holy virtues. They are unclean. They open the door to demonic activity in your life and they are, it's a sin. It is a sin. To, un, to not forgive is a sin. If you are in a state of unforgiveness, you need to repent and say, Jesus, forgive me for not forgiving others. Come on now, somebody. You know, and so there it is. So you got to talk to God about it. Number two, second way, is you got to talk to the person about it. And I understand that you, this might have been 10 years ago, and maybe that's not possible right now. Um, but when at all possible, that's why the Bible says, if your brother sins against you, in, in Luke chapter 17, Jesus said, go to him. It says rebuke him. What does that mean? That doesn't mean go and slap him and walk away. It doesn't mean tell him off. It means, it means to confront the fact that you've been offended. It's not don't attack the who, attack the what. But that is the Christian's responsibility, if at all possible. And if they're in your life and they are your brother and sister in Christ, you as the offended are accountable to go to your brother and or sister and say, you offended me. That is how God, that is how God holds them accountable and it's how he holds you accountable to talk about it. Why? Because the Bible says this. It's why, why go to the person? Because like I said in the beginning, God's goal is reconciliation in relationships to him and others. The only way you can really deal with this is deal with the people involved and actually talk to them, okay? All right, so you gotta go to them. Okay, here we go, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. Offense is serious business and um, we wanna stay free. Clear, clean conscience, free of offense toward God and man. Proverbs 18, verse 19, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city because offense can have a real grip on people, right? A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city and contentions are like the bars of a castle. So once again, a trap, bars of a castle, imprisoned. It is a trap, it is a prison, it is uh, forgiving others is more you getting yourself out of prison. Uh, it's more about the offended getting free than, 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 than the other person that offended you. Of course, God's gonna deal with them. The Bible says it, God does not play. He will deal with offenders. I mean, that that is just, that is truth and God does not play with that. But when you're offended, it's more about getting yourself out of these bars, getting yourself out of this prison than the other person, okay? And so a brother offended is harder to win in a strong city and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Why? Because they separate and they divide us. We want to win people back to God and back to one another. That's our mission. That's our heart as a church. You know, um, um, our, our core values here at Hopeland, the two first core values is, is loving God is our heart and loving people is our mission. I'm going to say it again. Our heart as a church is loving God is our heart and loving people is our mission. It's the two greatest commandments. Okay, we all lose when we allow offense to divide one another. We all lose. Nobody wins with offense. Nobody wins. The offended doesn't win and the offender doesn't win. And the people that love those people that are offended and the offender, they lose too. Everybody loses when offense is, is operating. Everybody loses. 
Everybody loses. All right. When you don't deal, here it is. This is the thing here. Here we go. We're going to, there's some growing up stuff right here. When you don't deal with the event of offense, an offense is an event. It happened. Um, I've had opportunity to be offended in my, in my life. Okay. I was abused as a child by a grown man and by another man in my family as a young child. Um, I was offended. I was bitter. I was enraged as a child. I had some serious dark thoughts of what I was going to do to those people if I ever saw them. You know, I, I just, I, it was, it, the, it was, I was in a prison. Okay. I was, I was in bondage. I took the bait. I was in the trap. Okay. And so, um, I, I had to walk through a process of forgiveness for that. I've had opportunity in, um, and that was, those, those were events. Those were events. They happened. Okay. There was a time and place where, where I took the bait. Is that right? There was a time or place. Okay. But here it is. This, this is, this is where, um, your true growth in Christ likeness happens in our life. Or, or doesn't. Um, if you don't deal with um, the event of offense, it, it ceases to be an event and it becomes your condition. I'm going to say that again. If you don't deal with the event of offense, it will turn into your condition. And whether people are really trying to offend you or not, you have an open wound. So if anybody touches it without realizing they're touching it, you'll get offended by things that are not even reasonable, entirely out of bounds. It's because it's now a condition that you haven't dealt with. Okay? So Acts chapter 8 verse 22, it says, Acts 8 verse 22, repent therefore of this your wickedness. They were telling this to a source, Simon the sorcerer. And pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Verse 23, here it is. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. This man may have had an event of offense in his past, but now it's a condition. He was literally poisoned by bitterness. So here's my next point. Bitterness poisons the soul, okay? Bitterness poisons the soul. Bitterness it's a word that means harsh, resentful. Um, it's where um, rage, like I said, what I dealt with comes from. Why? Because I had an event of offense, but it produced a root of bitterness in me and became my condition. Okay? It became my condition. I'm going to say this one more time. When you don't deal with unforgiveness, it ceases to be an event and becomes a condition. Lord, forgive us. God, cleanse us. Lord, if there's any unforgiveness in my heart, my soul, my emotions, my mind, my memory, my conscience, my subconscious, Lord, I forgive. I release them. I, 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 I let them out of my prison, my judgment, my resentment. I let them go. All right, Lord, forgive them, right? All right, here's my, here's my next point. A bitter soul will defile relationships. Here it is. This is my last verse here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness. Look at that, pursue peace with all people 
That's, that's grace for grown folk. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Look at that. Look at that. You seeing God in your life is connected to how you treat people. The way you treat people is gonna affect how you see God in your life. That's what life is all about. Let's, let's just break this down simply. Loving God and loving people. Free from offense toward God, free from offense toward people. Having peace with God, having peace with people. That's it. There, that, that, there is no greater personal mission statement as a Christ follower. I want to love God and love people. I want to be real with God and I want to be real with people. Here it is. Verse 15, looking carefully, looking carefully. There it is again. Looking carefully, take heed to yourselves, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Here it is, lest any root of bitterness springing up becomes a root now. It's something producing unclean fruit in your life. Root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. Why? Because when we have a condition of bitterness, it not only troubles us and vexes us, but it poisons our relationships. All right? Last point, mature believers know how to stay free from offense. Mature believers know how to stay free from offense. So Father, I just pray for freedom in the soul, the mind, and the heart of your people, God. I pray if there's any unforgiveness, bitterness, or offense, I pray that they would release it now and, 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 and allow, uh, Lord, your work to happen in their heart and life. Lord, I pray you break down the prison, destroy the trap they are in through unforgiveness and, and bitterness, and I pray that they forgive and release anybody and everybody that's ever done them wrong so they can walk free and whole and be reconciled to you, God, and to one another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope and your future in God is great.